Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So here's some good news and some bad news. You are going to make it to where you're trying to go. You are actually going to achieve every every dream that you set out to achieve. You're going to hit those milestones. You're going to hit those goals. As long as you keep God first and stay on the path, it is about to happen. I am transferring my faith, with, which is fact, to you. That's the good news. The bad news is you're going to have some haters along the way. That's right. You're going to have some haters, some blockers, some naysayers. And some crab barrel leg pullers. You know they talk about crabs in a barrel. Well, these are crab barrel leg pullers. While everybody's in the crab barrel, folks are trying to pull your legs down. You're trying to go up and folks are trying to pull you down. That is going to happen. If there is any ounce of greatness in you, you're going to have somebody attack you. If there is any ounce of goodness in you, if there is any good that you are trying to do, then you must expect and you must understand that things are going to come your way. People are going to come your way and they are going to try to block you from the things that you see for yourself. They're going to try to block you from the things that God has promised you. And let me help you understand something. That is their job. Let me tell you what your job is. Your job is to elevate in spite of your haters. Your job is to elevate in spite of the naysayers. Your job is to elevate in spite of the crab barrel leg pullers. Your job is to elevate no matter what. But how are you going to do that? What happens when people talk about you? What happens when people bring you down? What happens when you're giving? You're just simply trying to wake up every day and do something good in the world. What happens when that happens? Do you get upset? Do you get mad? Do you get depressed? Do you go back into a shell? Do you do even worse? Do you let what they say about you and what they're doing to you and what they're talking about, do you let that stop you? Even worse, do you join them? Do you then go find a group of people and start talking about them back and trying to find people to be on your team? Do you do any of that? Well, let me help you understand something. If you are not elevating, then you are relegating your power to someone else. If you are not elevating, then what you are doing is you're giving everybody who's trying to block you not only permission to do so, but you're giving them the power and the energy to continue doing that very thing. So we are no longer going to do that. I thought that I could partner with the team and that team uh, wound up coming to the company that I was at and they wound up taking over behind my back. Um, I was let go with a day's notice. Um, they even further tried to tear me down by keeping my phone number. My phone number used to have my name in it. And because my phone number had my name in it, they knew people were going to dial that number. And they argued that that was their phone number because the company had paid for it and so on and so forth. Well, anyway, honey, they got the phone number that didn't work. I got a new phone number and it's still working. So what I'm going to say to you, and even to this day, I said to my friends and my colleagues and the people who were rallying for me, I said, listen, what you have to do is pray for those people because when people try to take you down, when people laugh at your demise, when people actually start to celebrate they started to celebrate when I was at my lowest point. When people start to celebrate when you go down, then what you need to do is pray for them because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon that laughs at you shall prosper. No weapon that is set up to set you up is going to prosper. And so what you have to understand and you have to know is you have to do the very things that are necessary 
for you to keep going because haters are going to always be present. They're doing their job. Number one, you can ignore it. You hear something said about you, you hear something, a rumor, you hear people are going to do X, Y, and Z. You can choose to ignore it. You don't have to give everything your energy. You don't have to give everything your time. You don't have to even acknowledge that it's there. You know, people sometimes, they talk about me because they say I talk too much. Well, let me tell you something. The people who know me best and the people who are closest to me, they get worried when I stop talking. You see, when you stop talking, when you cut off communication, when you keep moving as, as if nothing is there, then you can keep on going and keep on striving, keep on thriving. Now, that does not mean that you do so with an attitude. Because if you do it with an attitude, then technically they are still impacting you. Because every time they come around, then your energy goes down. Every time you see them, you you get mad. Every time you know that someone mentions their name, you get a bit of anxiety. No, ignore means it is not even there. It does, it's not present. And if it is not impacting you, if it has no power to change your energy, then it no longer has any power over you. So the first thing you want to try to do, if you can, is ignore. But sometimes that's just not possible. Sometimes it's just not possible. Sometimes we hear something and sometimes we experience something that is so uh, poignant that it actually does bother us. We try to pray it away. We try to uh, make it go away. We try to pretend like it doesn't bother us, but it really does. So the next thing I want to tell you to do when haters come your way, acknowledge it. You know, one of the best things you can do when someone tries to demean you or tear you down. I remember people coming up to me saying things that just, you know, weren't the appropriate thing to say. And what I do is I give them a compliment. You know, they talk about something I did wrong and I say, oh, your nails are so nice. Then they'd be confused. Like, wait a minute, I just insulted her. And those were the times when I had enough discipline, uh, dignity. <laughs> And God in me not to cuss them out and do all that other kind of stuff. But the point is, you can acknowledge it and then you can move on. Another thing that you can do is you can actually quietly to yourself find out to yourself and for yourself and acknowledge for yourself, is there any truth in what they say? You know, she's not really as professional as she should be. Oh, you know what? When she comes out, she's not dressed apart. Well, when this happens, such and such happens. Is there any truth in it? Because if there's any truth in it, then perhaps there's something that you can learn from it. I always say when something comes at you and you don't feel right about it, learn the lesson so you can get the blessing. Learn the lesson so you can get the blessing. I was watching The Crown, uh, I think it's season two, episode eight. And in this episode, Queen Elizabeth meets Jacqueline Onassis Kennedy, who was then president, uh, the first lady of the United States of America. And Queen Elizabeth had been reigning for so many years. And so here comes Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. And Queen Elizabeth had heard that she was, you know, smart and she was savvy and she was sophisticated. And so upon meeting Queen Elizabeth in Buckingham Palace, uh, later on, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis was heard to have said, or was, had, history says, that she basically talked about Queen Elizabeth, said she was boring, uh, unintelligent, uninspiring, and all these things. And apparently one of the Queen's employees or staff members overheard this being said. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So talking about letting your haters elevate you, in one episode of The Crown, Queen Elizabeth 
heard something that Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis said about her. Well, guess what? The queen, she took it in. You could tell she wasn't happy about it. And guess what she did? She used that information to elevate her next position. So if you can't ignore it, then I want you to acknowledge it. Find the truth in it. If you can learn the lesson, you can then get the blessing. And if you get the blessing, then let it elevate you. Because what Queen Elizabeth did next was historic. There were some issues going on between Great Britain and a country in Africa. And she ended up going there against everybody's wishes, turning the whole situation around. And everybody was saying, oh my God. So sometimes when the haters come and they say things and they do things and they, you get all bent out of shape and this, that, and the other, don't let them take you down. Sometimes you can take that information and you can let that information inspire you and help you transcend to your next level. What are they saying? Is it true? Can you ignore it? Can you acknowledge it? Can it make you excel? Let me tell you something. There was no hater on the planet who can take me down. There was no hater. It don't matter what you do to me. It don't matter what you say to me. It doesn't matter what you think I am. It doesn't matter what you think I'm not. Let me help you understand something. You cannot please the world because if you try to please everybody, you're going to make somebody mad. If you make everybody mad, then somebody's going to like you. It doesn't even matter. You have to be in this for you, living in truth, living in love, and doing the best that you can with what you have right now. And if you make a mistake, then say I'm sorry. When I first started talking on the radio, I said, listen, don't call here trying to shame me. You know, I didn't want to be really in the public eye because people didn't talk about you. And I said, you know what? I'm going to talk. And if you call here talking about me, let me tell you something. I'm going to talk about you. And I might talk about some of your family members too. Don't come for me, okay? Because I might just come back for you. Well, I've grown up since then. But I still stand fearless. I, I don't care what people say. And if you say something, I did something wrong, then guess what? I'm going to apologize, ask for forgiveness, and move on. And that's what I want you to do. Do not let haters take you off your game. Do not let naysayers, do not let them block you from your promise. Don't let them block your blessing. Ignore, acknowledge, and excel. And I'll see you on the other side. Go to askland.org, as always, for help. Give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits. Lynn Richardson and New Wealth University is giving 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program. The Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program will give you two full years of unlimited access to all of Lynn's online classes, books, boot camps, master classes, and webinars. So give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits with 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program, available on lynnrichardson.com. Okay, you know I can't do a whole week uh, without bringing on the legend herself, uh, my sister and business partner, your legend, our icon, MC Light. Uh, good day to you, MC Light. Uh, you are on the Millionaire's Roundtable. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. And thank you so much for always, you know, having an open door for me to come on and... Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know I couldn't have this discussion. Uh, I'm talking about, uh, you know, so many times I run into people who are all bent out of shape because somebody said something, somebody did something, they're on their path trying to get to the next level of success and uh, somebody's trying to block them. You know, I call them haters, naysayers, blockers, and crab barrel leg pullers. And um, it, it throws some people off. And, you know, I'm just of the mindset 
that we all need to understand that if you are doing anything powerful, if you're trying to get to the next level, then you're going to have haters. And what everybody needs to do is to learn how to let your haters elevate you. Let your haters take you to the next level. Let your haters be your motivation, not to show them, but to show yourself, to, to prove to yourself that you can do it, that you are your only competition and to rise no matter what. And you know, I can only imagine like, with uh, you having been in, in the music industry for so long, but in the entertainment industry as a whole, doing so many things uh, for so long successfully, uh, that you too have encountered haters. Uh, what is your advice and, and how, how have you dealt with the blockers and the naysayers and, and those who said you couldn't do it or would never you know, become who you are? Well, first of all, excuse me, you know that saying when, when you're about to hit new levels, new devils show up. And that's just to mess with your focus. It's to admit to distract you. So I would say for all of the naysayers and the and the haters and those that, you know, seemingly see you as competition, not even realizing in themselves that there is no competition because you are only you're one of a kind. God didn't make duplicates. And even when he made twins and triplets and all those, they are distinctly different from one another. And that's the reason why we all have a different fingerprint is because we also have the innate ability to bring a unique quality to whatever it is we do if we stand by being truly ourselves and not acquiescing to being copiers. And so I think when haters show up, it's because they... They've actually tuned into the knowingness that you are uniquely you, and they're not copying. So therefore, there it is no catching up to you. It is no, you know, leveling the playing field because you are yourself. So for me, you know, in those times, I've had to really check myself twice. First, I got to check myself in not allowing whatever it is that they're doing to try to stop or impede my flow, I've got to come into the knowingness that I am unstoppable. As long as I have God on my side and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do for him, then I am okay. So first is to, you know, have the notion or the belief that I am unstoppable. The second is, because a hater hates, doesn't mean you just go wheel it off in any old direction to try to prove them wrong. Wow. There have been instances where, oh my goodness, somebody tried to stop me, now I'm going to go do this. But that this isn't what I should be doing. So I would just say, yes, it is, um, the hater's fuel is by far enough to get your butt lit into action. But make sure that you're moving in the right direction with what it is, with the power that it is that you have. You don't want to send it off and miss fire in the wrong direction or thinking you're getting somebody back. It's not about that. You have to use the fuel from a hater to fuel your mission, not any mission. Oh, you just preached a word to fuel your mission and not any mission that you, I mean, how many times 
has somebody said, you know, we've heard, whether it be in the entertainment industry, in the news, the media, where somebody said something about somebody and then somebody went and tried to prove them wrong on that very thing when that was never your thing and then it flopped worse than it ever would have been. I mean, staying on your mission is so real. And, you know, what I what I shared, you know, earlier in the show is uh, this, you know, the, this historic example, as a matter of fact. And, you know, when we talk about haters and people blocking, you know, unfortunately, women uh, don't necessarily all embrace the theory that you and I have embraced. And that is let your sister be your keeper. Let Keep your sister, lift your sister. You know, I'm of the mindset we're the hip-hop Oprah and Gayle. It don't matter which one of us make it. We all going to the top. We going to bring some people with us. But unfortunately, women see competition uh, when they see another woman in power. And I've been watching The Crown and Queen Elizabeth uh, got a visit from, uh, you know, the then Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis or Jacqueline Onassis Kennedy, whichever one it is. Apologize if I said that wrong. But later on, uh, Queen Elizabeth came to find out that Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, who had been deemed by even her male peers as being intelligent and witty and wise, she had said some negative things about Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth and it got back to Queen Elizabeth. And so Elizabeth sat with it calmly. And what I believe she did is I believe she took the comments that could have been true, some element of it, because sometimes when people say something, you know, she wasn't looking right today. Well, maybe you didn't do all your best that day or something like that. What Queen Elizabeth did is she took that and she let that elevate her. She went and handled some business in Africa that basically changed the course of political history. And later on, Kennedy, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis came back without being asked, but she came back. She heard that the queen said, that heard what she said, and she actually apologized. Um, like she apologized. And then later on, as we know, uh, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis suffered the unfortunate, untimely death of her husband. And so Queen Elizabeth then reached out to her. So they took what could have been basically a worldwide disaster of two women in power, fighting against each other and talking about each other and each one of them in her own way, you know, lifted up, came back, apologized. And I think we need to do more of that in today's times and we need to show more examples of that. Who should you go to for financial advice? Author, TV personality, and celebrity financial coach, Lynn Richardson. Just bringing financial expert, Lynn Richardson. My girl, Lynn Richardson. We have Dr. Lynn Richardson. Good morning. Financial expert Lynn Richardson. Lynn knows what's up. We're joined by financial expert Lynn Richardson, author of Get Your Money Back Tax Deductions You Never Knew About. Be at peace with the money that you have because everybody knows money cannot buy happiness. To learn more about Lynn Richardson's webinars, books, and online courses, please go to lynnrichardson.com. You know, this is really an opportunity, I think, for us all to take some stock and, you know, don't wear our feelings on our sleeves. And, and, and the other important thing is to don't get bitter with the person that you deem to be a hater because that bitterness is going to stop you. They, they might not even really mean anything or know what they're talking about or even have any real agenda. But now that you know that they said something or they're blocking, now you've taken on all of that energy and now it has become your agenda and now you are off your mission. Like how, how did you navigate? Because 
I mean, it's no secret that there have been words and wars and I mean, even unfortunately some deaths in hip hop as it relates to these men. But in recent years, even the women have been battling and there've been very public battles, but you've always been able to maintain uh, peace in the center, even when folks on the outside have, have tried to attack you. that you see and let it carry you to where you're trying to go. The thing is to take everything that you encounter and let it all work together for your good. You know, I'm, I'm very careful with this uh, particular scripture. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Because sometimes I think we use that as an excuse. We make a mistake and we say, well, it's going to work together for my good. When really what's necessary is um, reflection and learning the lesson to get the blessing, to get the blessing and not being so flipped to say, well, it's all going to work out anyway. Yes, we do know. But certainly when others come against you, certainly when others try to take you down, certainly when others try to say things that are supposed to throw you off track, you find a way to let those things elevate you and take you where you are trying to go. Why? Because the harvest is here and the time is now. I don't want you to miss that. We cannot forget that. This is the season. And if something is distracting you, if something is confusing you, if something is bringing you down, if something is spinning you around, uh, don't let that distraction 
um, deflect you from the opportunity and the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of the opportunity. What if this is your opportunity to win? What if this is your season to grow? What if this is your season to learn a lesson, even if that lesson is um, delivered or manifested by someone who, for whatever reason, does not mean you well. Let me tell you something. That is not your business. Your business is to seize the opportunity now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. So we've been talking about letting your haters or leveraging your haters to elevate, to go to the next level, to not let them stop you uh, in your tracks and, and understanding that, um, you know, that's all a part of the process. It's all a part of the system. If you want to do anything, something is going to block you. If it's not a person, it's a situation, it's a money problem, it's a, a something in your past, whatever it is, something is going to get in the way. And I am a true believer that all of these things that come to block us, all of these things that come to stop us are really the test that we need to pass pass in order to demonstrate if we're even ready for the next thing. You know, I used to say often, um, like, I mean, you know, I came into your life and your business to help you with business. And I realized very early on that you came into my life to help me be a better public person because I don't like being in public. <laughs> You know, I didn't necessarily want to talk to people. I don't know if I want to comb my hair that day. I certainly don't want to put on any makeup or eyelashes. And, you know, with this old COVID and the wig, you know, I got to decide, am I going to wear a mask or a wig? Because I can't do both when it's hot outside. You know, it's a problem. And if I was just Lynn Richardson that nobody knew, you know, I could just roll on up outside with two French braids in my head. But, you know, now that y'all got me all everywhere, you know, the folks going to start talking. And, and although I don't care, there is a certain amount of responsibility. <laughs> there is a certain, yeah, there is a certain amount of responsibility. So at some point, whether I care or not, ain't even the point. It is if you decide to be a public servant, then serve and don't scare the people. So... <laughs> Don't scare the people. Now, you're supposed to be trying to help them be financially free, and you know, came outside looking like a what, and nobody knows who, when, or where, or why it happened. Uh, but you, <laughs> my point is, you know, this is really an opportunity, I think, for us all to take some stock and, you know, don't wear our feelings on our sleeves. And, and, and the other important thing is to don't get bitter with the person that you deem to be a hater. Because that bitterness is going to stop you. They, they might not even really mean anything or know what they're talking about or even have any real agenda. But now that you know that they said something or they're blocking, now you've taken on all of that energy and now it has become your agenda and now you are off your mission. Like, how, how did you navigate? Because... I mean, it's no secret that there have been words and wars and, I mean, even, unfortunately, some deaths in hip-hop as it relates to these men. But in recent years, even the women have been battling, and there have been very public battles. But you've always been able to maintain uh, peace in the center, even when folks on the outside have, have tried to attack you. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't really... Um... Listen, I just... 
I be where I'm supposed to be. Look, that's about as simple as I can, you know, as I can make it. Now, if I have to break that down, it's like I'm I'm not in the way. I'm on my I'm in my lane. I'm doing what I do. And, you know, uh, I had a couple of battles earlier in the day. And, you know, early in the day, it was just words. That was a part of hip-hop. You went back and forth. You, <clears throat> you sparred, sparred lyrically with whoever. And then you would go on to the next page. Um, it, it's also, I guess, an energy that that I carry. Um, and if people are talking about me, they I guess they must be doing it behind my back. Um, and there are certain occasions where you and I, you know, as management, have heard back on certain instances where somebody hated and didn't want me to be a part of something or whatever the case may be. You are absolutely right. That is their, that is their hurdle to get over, not mine. God is not going to come see me about what it is that they did. They go, God is going to see them about it. And they're just hurting themselves. So, um... I don't know that I have to do much consciously except keep my keep my eye on God and my mind on the prize and, and just remain focused. And if anything, when I hear about, you know, someone trying to stop me, it just gives me, like you said earlier, the, the fuel to keep going so that I can make it to the finish line. Because that's, that's really what it's all about. Um, and they're just being used. They're, you know... Would you say every every spirit needs a vent to work through? And at that point, they're just working on behalf of the other side. And so I just have to rise to the occasion and let God keep pushing me. Let him be the wind beneath my wings to carry me to where it is. He showed me I'm going. Woo! You know what? That's the thing. You know, I have watched you like over the years, being on the road, doing interviews, and you always stay above the fray. I've said to you so many times, your voice represents truth. When we hear your voice on the BET Awards, the NAACP Image Awards, the Emmys, the NBA Conference Finals, a Comcast commercial, whatever it is, what we hear is truth. We don't know what you've said, but we know that there's an element of truth. And you have carried that on in your interviews. And I've seen people and heard them try to edge you on and get you to talk about somebody to get you to comment on something that could then be negatively reverberated into the world of, you know, social media and the internet. And you have always maintained your dignity and your demeanor. And I've never seen you be embarrassed to have to go look someone in the face because of something crazy you said on another interview platform or something like that. How, how did you just automatically develop that? And, and how do you maintain that in the light of the world where there are so many opinions about everything? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, because I've seen people's um, opinions get misconstrued. And the truth is, my opinion doesn't matter. You know, when they start talking to me, but this is what I've learned at a very early age. There are some interviews or interviewers that are genuinely interested in what you have to say. They want your input. They want your take on what is happening. And then there are other interviewers who already know the story that they want to tell and they want you to agree. They want you, they want to get confirmation that MC Light feels the same way. And immediately I can, you know, God has given me the, the ability and the intuition to just tune in 
and understand where that person is coming from. So once I've assessed where they're coming from, I then kick into gear with where I'm about to take them. And that's all going to be from uh, from a place of truth. Because, uh, you know, there have been people who have, you know, try to get me on for an interview and want to ask me some questions that I was asked back in 1989. I'm like, okay, if you want people to read this story, you need to come into this uh, century and you need to ask some questions <laughs> that are been to now. Because I'll like I started. Don't nobody care about that no more. Like, I've been telling that story 30 plus years. Right. So, so, but then when they try to ease into uh, asking a question with, don't you think, uh, no, you can't, I ain't answering nothing with a don't you think at the top of it. That that doesn't work for me. But the, the whole thing is to just speak what I mind hearing someone else say. You know, um, just recently, you know, we did our, our first big TV production, and there's lots of writers with different Different, different opinions in the room, and you know there was a line where some, where she said, um, where the young girl said, you know, I was acting like the brat, I was acting like a brat, but something, something. It was a snide remark about the brat. Now the brat is my sister, that's my friend, and it ain't no joke worth coming across the airwaves, sending a message to people to people in addition to Brad that I used her as a catalyst for a joke. Yeah. So yeah. I had to change it. Turns out the girl said, I was acting like a Brad when I should have been acting like the Brad because she's dope. Right. It took a minute to change the direction of where we were headed with that and what it could have meant. And where it could have gone, and the uh, you know the upheaval that it could have caused between two sisters, and between all of her fans and my fans, and so those are the types of things with interviews and conversations that are being recorded, and and meant to be entertainment, turns out to be a, can be a bundle of confusion. KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. All right. Now, you cannot get stopped. You cannot get blocked. You have to let the haters that are inevitably going to show up. Uh, you got to use that to, for elevation. You've got to use that for revelation. You've got to use that... Uh, for elation. <laughs> you know, sometimes when haters hate, you just need to laugh, you know, just laugh because it means that you uh, are obviously something to talk about or something to be watched or something, uh, you know, someone uh, to be, uh, you know, looked at or deemed important in some kind of way. You, the, the thing that I, I really want us to take away from this light and, and thank you so much for being here with us because you you've really shown us how to rise and continue to rise. You have a 30 plus year career in the public eye. Okay. So, you know, I, I've only been out here for about five minutes. You know, I don't know if I would have let, I don't know how I would have acted 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would have been so uh, diplomatic. 
uh, diplomacy is not my best skill. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you put me in front of some numbers and, and want to get your money straight, I'm good at that. But when it comes to saying the right thing the right way all the time to the right people, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's still a task, uh, a skill that I am learning. Uh, but, you know, the, the biggest thing that I've learned is silence. And, and in the things that I, that I shared that people should employ, uh, number one is ignore, if you can. Number two is uh, acknowledge, because sometimes what we hear from a hater or through a hateration, there's some truth in it, and it can be useful. And if you learn the lesson, you can get the blessing. And then, of course, finally, I said, use it to elevate. But not just elevate yourself. Use it to elevate others. You know, people always think, that revenge is sweet. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't enjoy seeing anybody else fail, even if the person did something wrong to me. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy seeing anybody else in pain. I don't, I'm not sitting around like, oh, see what they did to me, now look at them, ha, ha, ha. Like, I, I find something very cynical about that. And, you know, while I, I certainly am not going to dismiss that sometimes... You know, you want to be validated. You know, I'll never forget, and I'm not going to say who said this, I'm not even going to say what the situation was, because everybody would then know and I'd be in trouble. But there was a situation that happened a few years ago, and I tried to warn uh, the person, and uh, they did not take heed of the blessing or the warning. And then the very next day, the very thing that I was trying to help them prevent Everything just fell apart. And, and I sat with, I'll say this, I sat with one of my daughters, and um, she said, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, vengeance, as mine said, the Lord sure does feel good. So we kind of laughed about it. But the truth is, we didn't want to see that person in a situation where they were down. And so even though, you know, our ego would be like, well, turn your back, don't say anything. No, I still extended my hand to help that person. And so, you know, really it's all about, uh, when the Bible says that your enemy will become your footstool. And we think that means that we should step on people when it actually means that we should be a bridge. We should be a bridge for those people to be able to repent, for those people to be able to take a look at what they did and then lead them back to a place of love and truth, which is God and in and, and Christ Jesus. And so, you know, that all sounds, I think, like KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. It's so funny. A couple of things came to mind while you were talking. And I was thinking, I was thinking about, you know, people who... I wanted to have around, you know, people who I wanted to employ. And you you had reservations. And I know that's the reason that we even work together is you are the eyes for me, for, you know, people, places, and things, deals, things that I may not. And so you, you said to me that this person isn't, you know, is it for you? Is it serious? They're only here for what it is that they can get for themselves. And you know, I always take that. I always take that with a grain of salt because most people are motivated to move for themselves. There are a unique, you know, set.
set of people that God has blessed to have service on their mind. But there are a whole lot of other people who are definitely motivated by what's in it for them. And, you know, the funny thing is, as soon as that person showed their colors and sort of disappeared, all, all types of new stuff began to happen. It was almost like they didn't, they weren't supposed to be around for the next set of blessings, for the next round of come up. And, you know, I just have to be thankful, thankful to that you just, you just wait on them, wait on them. So when you hear haters going off, when you hear it by way of someone else or through the grapevine, so to speak, you know, I would say like you said, I would go for the first option, which is to remain in silence until it, until you're moved to address it with that person if necessary. Uh, because there might just be a misunderstanding. And I always think when people are arguing or at odds, there's some information that isn't available to one of the parties, one, and that's the truth. The truth has not been made clear to both parties, and they're not on the page. Or there is something fueling it that neither one of them has any idea about. And you see that used in business all the time. You've got, you know, two people at odds with one another because the boss doesn't want them to get along because he wants to feel like he has two people in the situation that are working on his behalf but not together. And we see that with with society. Yeah. It's like it's keep people apart, keep different ethnicities apart so that they will never see the amount of power that they have together. Wow.